The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. talking about um, something that I think is important uh, and it's going to really help us today. We will be talking about the realm of the spirit. Um, I know we've been talking about the presence of God in our lives, the impact of the presence of God. I think we talked about the anointing. So today we will be talking about the realm of the spirit. Right. Uh, can I get Second Peter chapter number one, starting from um, verse four in the King James version? Second Peter chapter number one, starting from verse four. Um, I know many a times you hear the term realm of the spirit. What does that mean? Right. Right. It says. So I'm gonna read here. It says, "Thereby um, we have been given." Unto us great and precious promises. Did you see that? Did you, church, can you see that? It's saying where, where, this is talking about the kingdom of God, right? In the kingdom, they are precious promises. For who? Who are these precious promises for? Talk to me, talk to me. You are reading, are you not reading on the screen? Who are these precious promises for? For you. So, do you agree with me that in the kingdom they have been great? You see the term. I want you to look when you read the Bible, look at the tenses, look at the phrases, the, the way the writer constructs words. It gives you a picture of what the writer is going to. You see? He says these are great and precious promises. When God is saying great, he's, he's, God is not a Mickey Mouse God who just uses words loosely. When he uses terms, he uses those terms to their accuracy. And he's trying to drive a spiritual point so that your spiritual eyes may be open. That is what the word of God is, is to open your spiritual eyes. As for you to be aware of what God is thinking about in his mind towards you. So do you see here, he is saying that they are exceeding great and precious promises. Do you agree with me? Today is going to be a, 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 I ask you respond. That by these, he's referring to by these, what is he talking about? The promises, right? That by these you might be. He, he, he is making these promises so that you what? You might become something. Or you might experience something. Do you, do, you, do you understand what God is talking about? Do you see what God is talking about? That you might be partakers. That's, that's, that's what God wants us to experience. He wants you to be what? Partakers. What is to partake? To be a recipient thereof. To be a participator of something. 
That's what he made these great and precious promises. He wants you and I to be partakers of the what? Divine. Divine what? He wants you to, to be partakers of the what? Divine nature. He wants you to be partakers of the divine nature. When you look at the term partakers, he says he wants you, another term he says he wants you to participate in the divine nature. He, the term divine nature is talking about God associates. That's the term. He wants you to participate as a God associate. He wants you to understand that you have this nature that is like God. And he wants you to begin to participate and act like God. He wants you to be partakers. That's why he says they are exceeding great promises. They are not just normal promises. They are great. And he wants you to participate. He wants you to experience the God type of life. Do you see what he's saying? That you might be partakers of the divine nature. That's who you are. That's what the men of Galilee died for. So that when you, when he died there, he was not just dying for sins. He wanted you to elevate you to come to the God class. To the God type of life. Where you relate with God from that level. You see, God can never stoop down low to your level. He has to come into your He has to bring you up to your level so that you can begin to relate with him. That's, that's his idea. That is on the, so that you can come to the God class. That's why you hear uh, David speaks things like, I said you are God, but you would die like me and him. When you don't know, when you're not participating in the divine nature, you are not in the God class. You are in the mere man class. There are classes. When you're not born again, you are like a mere man. But when you, are, when you have come into, into Christ, you are catapulted into the God class. Can I ask you a question? If a dog is going to give birth, what does it give birth to? Does it give birth to a lamb? If a lion is going to give birth to a lion, what, what does it give birth to if a lion is going to give birth? So if God is going to give birth, who does he give birth to? Who does he give? So that's the level. That's the level he wants us to operate in. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. But you need to understand how these things work. That's why we want to talk about the realm of the spirit. Because that's where spiritual transactions happen. Because you are a spirit. You see, your body relates to the physical world. It relates to the iPad. It relates to the pulpit. It relates to the things that we can see. That's what your body can relate to. You can feel. You can touch. You can walk. But your spirit relates to the spiritual stuff. So that's what we're going to be talking about. So I want you to know, first of all, when we say the realm of the spirit, when we refer to the realm of the spirit, we are just saying that there is a platform where spiritual things happen. There is a what? A platform where spiritual things happen because life is spiritual. Life is not physical. Life is spiritual. Right? Let's go to Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 3. Life is spiritual. So, your spirit man, 
Because you are a spirit, you live in a body, and you possess a soul. Your spirit, man, that's where the realm of the spirit is. If when we say in the realm of the spirit, we are saying in your spirit, man, you have looked inside you. That's where everything, that's where God has placed everything about you. He says, let's look at this. He says, blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. He has what? He has what? He has what? He has what? He has done it. He has. He has. He is not going to. Do you agree with me? He is not what? Because he has what? He has. He has done it. He has done it. He has blessed us with what? Look at the chances. With what? With what? With what? Is there anything that is missing? This is happening on God's side. He says, blessed be God. Who has? Who has blessed? Done. It's done. Blessed. He's done it. He has blessed us. Who has he blessed? Who has he blessed? Us with, with what? All. With what? Everything. Young into everything. With what? All. Spiritual. Look at that. Not physical. Spiritual blessings. They are in spirit format. He has done it. He has what? Done it. He has blessed. He has blessed us with all. So in the realm of the spirit, you are blessed. According, if they were, if people were to look, if they were to, they, let's say if we were to transport into the realm of the spirit and we were to ask about you, if we were to say, what is God thinking about Shalat in the realm of the spirit, you find they'll be blessed, 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 blessed. This one is blessed, blessed. Favor, everything. He has blessed us with all. You see, why has God done it? Why did he bless us? Why, 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 why didn't the writer say God is blessing us? Because like I always say, where God is, there is no what? There is no time. He lives from what? Eternity to eternity. So when he does things, he does it to completion once and for all. Yes and amen. He has no time. Remember, time, if you read in Genesis, started when he says today is going to be the first day. That's where time started. Time serves God. So there was no, before, before, before time, God was already there. He existed before time. Read your Bible, Genesis will show you that he says this is going to be the first day. That's when the clock started ticking. But prior to that, where was God? He was in the realm of eternity. That's where he what? Blessed us. Say, I am blessed. That's why we can say, I'm what? I'm not waiting for the blessing. I'm what? I'm blessed because God has done it. Says with all spiritual blessings in what? In heavenly places. These, where are they, these spiritual? In the realm of the spirit. Your spirit man has been blessed by God. He has provided everything that we need in this life. I want you to know it. This is your knowledge because as you pray, your tenses, they differ. They, you, you begin to pray differently. You begin not to pray, God, please bless me. No, baby, you have not read Ephesians chapter number one because Ephesians is saying it's done. So you begin to say, I thank you. I thank you that I'm what? 
I th- you begin to work in that. You see, this is how you can begin to appropriate what God has in store for you. Many of you, you are thinking that God is going to bless you. You come to church expecting God to bless you. That's why you come to church. You are expecting God to bless you. He is not going to bless you. He has done it. So you, when you are coming, I think I'm going to be blessed. No, you are. It's done. So, okay, I want you to look at how God does things. We have looked at this. Can we find, can we look at another scripture? Will you allow me to look at another scripture? Let's look at, um, man, Revelation chapter number 13, verse 8. Revelations chapter number 13, verse 8. So God has blessed us. So we understand that the spiritual realm is the one that created the physical realm. So everything that you see in the physical realm was created by the what? Spiritual realm. The spiritual realm is the parent realm. That's the parent realm of creation. So anything that you want to see manifest in the physical realm. I'm teaching you deep stuff. If you Get this thing, man, your life will never be the same. So if you want things to download things into the physical space, you need to know whether they are already there in the spirit realm. Because it can, if, the, if it's not there, it, it's like people who are into IT. You know cloud. When something is in the what? Oh boy, this is prophetic. Says when the clouds are full of what? They do what? That's the principle. When they are full of rain, if they are there in the cloud, I'll be able to download. Is salvation, is prosperity in the cloud? It's in the cloud. So when you come to church, you are just trying to download. Ah, you, that's what you come to. Not to say, I want, I want to first, you know, find the cloud. No, the cloud is already there. The cloud, the cloud of prosperity is there. The cloud of abundance is there. You are trying to download. Oh, all right. Look at this. And oh, it's a revelation. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. We know that it's talking about Jesus, right? Whose names are not written in the book of life. Right? Uh, let's not talk about the, that. We, there's a part I want us to look at. All that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Whose names are not written in the book of life. Slain from the what? Can I get it maybe in the, which version is this? Can I get it maybe in the NIV? All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. So he's talking about the beast who's going to come, terrorizing the people, right? All whose names who have not been written in the lamps. Who's the lamp? When the Bible talks about the lamp, it's Jesus. Right? Who has not been written in the Lamb's book of life? The Lamb who was what? What is to slay? It says the Lamb was slain from the creation of the world. So Jesus was actually in the realm of the Spirit, was actually slain before the foundations of the world. So when Satan was coming to try and deceive Adam, he did not realize that Jesus had already paid the price. Why? Because it happened in the what? In the realm of the spirit. Where there is no time. 
That's why when we read the Bible, the Bible will tell you that according to God, a day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day. Do you see that? So things start first in the realm of the spirit. That's where spiritual transactions happen. So we as children of God, we need to know and understand how to operate in the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 verse 18. This is how we operate. Can I get it in the King James Version? Right. I want you to read this. It says, why we look not in the things which are seen. Paul is associating, he's talking to the church. He says, if you are a born again Christian, we do not look at the things which are seen. But, so he's saying, when he's saying things that are seen, he's saying, we do not relate with the physical world. You see, but the things which are not seen, but we relate with things that are what? He's talking about the what? The spiritual world. See, your eyes, the eyes, your physical eye, they relate with physical objects. But you also have a spiritual eye. You will find, okay, Pastor Tate, what are you talking about? You will find Apostle Paul, he says, eh, although the outward man may perish, the inward man will not. So there, he's trying to tell you that there are two men. The outward man, this is the outward man. This is the inner man, the spiritual man. The spiritual man also has eyes. If I say right now, close your eyes. Close your eyes. Just close your eyes. Right? Your eyes are closed. All of you, close your eyes. Close your eyes. I want to be practical. So your eyes are closed, right? If I say, do you see the logo of McDonald's? Can you see it? Can, if I say, do you see the logo of Apple? Do you see it? If I say, okay, do you see uh, uh, a burger? Can you see it? Open your eyes. But your eyes were closed. Do you see that you have another eye that is not necessarily your physical eye? Does it make sense? That is the eye that you use to tap into the realm of the spirit. It is your imagination. Your imagination is the creative part of your eye. You guys, if you can get this. All right. But the things which are not seen, Right? For the things which are seen are what? Temporary. But the things which are not seen are what? He's trying to tell you that when you use your spiritual eyes, you are able to see things that you will not necessarily see with your physical eyes. And for you to experience stuff in the realm of the spirit, you need to understand that you can never, let me say this statement, you can never have what you have not seen yet. You can never experience what you have not seen yet. So for you to see that wedding that you want, like I told you when I said you close your eyes, 
and you see McDonald's, you begin to do that principle because that principle is things which are not seen. They are things that are eternal. You will be able to tap into that realm. So you've got to see the unseen. Say, I have ability to see the unseen. You have it. You just did it. You just did it. Hallelujah. So when we say, when you want to see whatever, we don't, you are not using your optical eyes. Because your eyes are limited. You see, the imagination path that God has given us is just amazing. It can travel in a speed of light. In any, any country, if I just say, go to America right now, you begin to see images. You have never been there, but your imagination. So you need now to understand. Let's go to Joshua chapter number 6, verse 2. Joshua chapter number 6. So I want to show you how we do things. How we experience stuff in the realm of the spirit. And how it works in the realm of the spirit. Right. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho, the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. This was before they even went to fight. This was seven days before the event. God is saying, see, I what? What was the instruction by God? Is, what was the instruction? See, perceive, believe, agree that I have given you. You see, past tense. Every time you find God's side of the ledger, it's past tense. He's not giving you the land. But Lord, this is seven days before. If you read the scripture, remember they had to circle over Jericho for how many days? Seven days. They had to circle over Jericho seven days, but he's already saying, see, I have given you the land. So you, you need to just see. God has already done it. Has already given you what you are believing for. But see, open your eyes. Open the eyes of your understanding. Agree what, what he's saying. Jericho, Joshua said, but Lord, you have not given. We, we are still on our way. He says, see, I have given you. You see, everything that we want in this life has already happened. We are the ones who's playing a delayed match. God has already blessed us. Because we only serve, we are, in that, we are on the other side of time. But according to God, he has already done it. What we need to do is we need to see he has given us the land. You're creative. He, he had to see. He had to see with the eyes of his spirit. When he closed his eyes, he had to see. You see, Things in the, by the, you see, the realm of the spirit always starts first. The physical part is the late part. I remember I, I was in a service. So it was a prophetic service. So I'm, I'm there 
and I'm, 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 I'm prophesying. I'm, I'm, there's a crowd. I'm prophesying. I'm prophesying. And then I called this man and I said to him, uh, what's, what's, so I begin to give him a word and I said to him, but who is, so, uh, so, so he's saying, so I asked him, um, how many children do you have? And he said, no, I have one girl. And I said, really? And so I was here. Because I was seeing a boy running around. He says, I have one girl. I said, I, 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 you, so I was, I was getting confused. I said, you have one girl. But, I, 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 but because the, the, the unction for me to speak at that time was high. Because if I, he had asked me, I could have just shied away. I said, oh, oh, okay, maybe I wasn't seeing properly. And I said to him, but who is this boy running over? Who is this boy that I'm seeing running around? The man just keeps quiet. And then he says, I don't know. Huh. So now people started laughing. So I'm thinking, now I think I've blew it up. I've blew it. I've messed it up now. So the people in the crowd that knew, in the, because we were invited to this church. So the people in the church, they knew about this family. So now I thought I blew it. So, so I asked the people, why are you laughing? And they said, okay, breathe. Uh, um, and people didn't answer me. And then I continued ministering to different people. And then after some time, as I was ministering, I then called this woman. This woman then came. And this woman was pregnant. And the people started laughing again. And I'm saying, okay, I haven't even given a word to this woman. Why are they laughing? And they said, no, that man that you were prophesying, this is the wife. And I said, oh, now it makes sense. She's what? Pregnant. And I asked the woman, do you know the gender of the lady? Of, of, of the child? And she says, I don't know. And I said, it's a boy. Because I had seen already in the realm of the spirit. In the realm of the spirit, the boy was already running around. But the woman was still what? So sometimes you might be today, but you are already promoted. You are already driving. You are already a CEO because it starts first in the realm of the spirit. It starts first in the realm of the spirit. But many a times we abort what God is trying to do because many a times we are not patient enough. We are not perceiving what God is doing. The Bible says they that observe lying vanities. Lying vanities when it's telling you that your life is not going anywhere. It says when you do that, you forsake your mercy. You turn around. So what was about to come? You miss it because you've aborted your faith prematurely. So things start in the realm of the spirit. Some of you are already driving now. Some of you are already married. It starts where? In the realm. And then it manifests in the physical. By the time it manifests, it, you, in the realm they knew already. You see, that's why he said, see, I have given you. The land. Hallelujah. Yeah, this is good stuff. I'm preaching to myself. Let's, I want us to look at a story. This story will really, really try and prove this point. Genesis chapter number 30, starting from verse 29. <laughs> oh boy. Nothing happens in the physical unless it has been permitted in the spiritual. That's why, what did he say? He says, whatever you bind on what? It is bound where? There's always a correlation. All right, I want you to look at this. 
This is Jacob. He's addressing Laban. It's going to be a long, but I want us to look at this. I have so much to say, but I think this is going to be good. And he said unto him, Thou knowest that I have saved thee, and how thy flocks have been with me. He's complaining. You know I have saved you. Remember what Jacob and Laban issue. There was an issue of you work for this one seven years, and then you work for that other one seven years. There was always, he was working for this man. That isn't you know, I have served thee, and how thy flocks have been with me. Let's go to the next verse. We're going to try and rush. For it was a little that you had, for it was little which thou had before I came. It says you had nothing before I came. And it is now increased unto a multitude. And the Lord has blessed thee since my coming. Right? And now, when shall I provide for my household also? Let's go to the next verse. He's complaining to Laban, right? So he said, what shall I give you? Laban responds, what shall I give you? And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep your flocks. So he begins to um, um, negotiate. Let's go to the next verse. Thanks. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing there all the speckled and the spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats. And these shall be my wages. So he begins to negotiate his wages. We're going to remove the speckled and the spotted. Let's go to the next verse. Trying to rush. So my righteousness will answer for me in time to come. When the subject of my wages comes before you, everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and and brown among the lambs will be considered stolen if it is. So he says, I'm going to separate the livestock. The spotted and the speckled, they'll belong to me. The ones that are plain, the brown ones, they will belong to Laban, right? Let's go to the next verse. And Laban said, oh, that is Oh, that's it. We're according to your word. So he agrees. DLC, they've agreed. Right? Let's go to the next verse. So he removed that day the male gods that were speckled and spotted. All the female gods that were speckled and spotted. And everyone who had some white in it. And all the brown ones among the lambs. And gave them to the hands of his son. So Laban removed his portion. Let's go to the next verse. Then he put three days journey between himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of the Laban's flock. Let's go to the next verse. Right? Now Jacob, I want you to look at this part. Now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of almond and chestnut trees and peeled with white strips in them and exposed the white which was in the rods. So he begins to do something. He begins to take these uh, rods and he begins to peel, to peel them off. And the white part is showing. Right, he begins to do something. Let's go to the next verse. And the rods which he peeled, he set them before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, where the flocks came to drink. So he peeled these rods, and then he peeled, put them by the gutters. So the, folk, the, the flocks would come and drink the water. Do you, do you get the picture, right? So that they should conceive when they came to drink. He begins to do something, right? Let's go to the next verse. So the flocks conceived before the rods, and the flocks brought forth streaked, speckled, and spotted. So Laban begins to do uh, something by the wisdom of God. He begins to peel these rods, and then what would happen is, as these flocks would drink the water, because when you, look, when you drink the water, you have to look at the water. As they drink the water, they saw the image of the rods that were white. 
So because Laban wanted as they mated, they would see that image and they would conceive based on that image. And we know the story that they then brought what? Let's go to the next verse. Conceive, right? Then Jacob separated the lamb and made the flock's face towards the streaket and all the brown in the flock of Adam of Laban, but he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flock. So we know that the flocks that were uh, exposed became speckled and streaked. But where did Jacob get this idea? Because when, when many times I've heard the story out here, people say it was the wisdom of God of, of which it was. It was the wisdom of God. But there's something that happened that Jacob begins now to explain how he came here. And that's what I want you to learn. Let's go uh, in the same chapter to Genesis chapter number 31, starting from verse 10. He begins to explain this story. I want you to look at this. As it happened at that time, when the flocks conceived, that I lifted what? Which eyes is he talking about? He says, I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream. I saw in a dream. And behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were streaked and speckled and gray spotted. It was in the spirit realm where he got this idea. Let's go to the next verse. And the angel of the Lord of God spoke to me. In a dream saying, Jacob. And I said, here am I. Let's go to the next verse. And he said, what did he say? What did he say? Lift up your eyes and see all the rams which leap upon the flocks are streaked and speckled and gray spotted. For I've seen all that Laban is doing. He went, he lifted up his eyes. As he lifted up his eyes, he went into the realm of the spirit. And the Lord spoke to him. And then this idea came. So this is what happens when we spend time, when we lift up our eyes. That's where these divine ideas come from. That can change our lives. The God moments, the God ideas that no one has thought about. If you get them when you spend time, when you look in the realm of the Spirit and you get... You see, the realm of the spirit is loaded with God ideas. God is just waiting for someone who can lift up his eyes and be able to download what God has foretold in us. And we begin to do that. We begin to operate at a high level. That's how he got this idea. He took time to use his imagination. You see, you can go to a place that you have never been. Your spirit can travel. That's how powerful your spirit being can. It can travel to places. You hear Jesus who send his disciples. says, I want you to go into that city. And I want you, you will find a man who's got a donkey that has never been read. And then when they ask you, you will say that the master has need of it. How did he do? He op opened his heart. He allowed his spirit to travel and go and convince a man when he was there. He had never met the man. That's what we call divine influence. Where you can go to a place that you have never been and make changes. Your spirit can travel. If you think I'm lying, ask Gehazi, the servant of Elisha. When they uh, were finished praying for Laman, Gehazi went and tried to go and get uh, some of the gifts 
that Laman, Naaman came with. And when he went back to Elijah, Elijah said, was not my spirit with you when you went to see Laman? What do you want to see? When you go, when you, I always tell people, when you go for interviews, see the interview first before you go there. Close your eyes, begin to see. What do you see? They are asking you questions. Already, you already know what's happened. By the time you go there, your spirit has gone there. You know what's happening. So by the time, because you are in the realm of the spirit, these are the great precious promises that we might be what? Partakers of the divine nature. We participate in the divine. That's who we are. These are promises of God that we have an added advantage. You know what they're asking about. You already know. The Spirit of God already told you. After that, ask him about the child who's sick. He asked for you to pray for them in the interview. You can do that. Ask for the Spirit because the Spirit of God knows everything. The realm of the Spirit where you can go and be able to see things, organize things by your imagine, uh, imaginative ability. That's how you tap it. You close your eyes. What do you see? What do you see in your life? You begin to arrange stuff. I, I remember the car that I'm driving to now, in the realm of the spirit, I got it in 2012. Because I prayed about it, and in my spirit, I knew I got it. I knew I got it. I knew I ran out of my flat. I was jumping around. I got it. 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 But to happen, it, it, it took time for me to read. But I knew in the realm of the spirit, I got it. You can go places that you have never been. Your spirit has no limitations. That is the, that's why he says, Jesus said to tell them, wait for the comforter. Wait, man. When this person comes, he's another one like me. This person can do miracles. And when I remember we're talking about this woman, I told them it's a boy. When they gave birth, they gave birth to the boy. Before they gave birth, they went, to, a, they went to, 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 to the hospital on a Monday. And I told them, you're not going to give birth on a Monday. Because I had seen in the realm of the spirit that it was a Wednesday. Tuesday morning, 12, Tuesday morning late at night, 12 p.m., they gave birth at 1 a.m. on a Wednesday. Why? Because I had seen it in the realm of the spirit before. So things always happen where? We tap in there, we see things. What is, this? What is the realm of the spirit saying? You don't have to be spooky. Close your eyes. You are a child of God. You have the Holy Spirit. Close your eyes. What do you see? What do you see? You see success. Agree with that. God, that's what God was saying. He says, I have given you the land seven days before. This, these are people in the Old Testament with old covenants. They were able to have spiritual transactions. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.